Hello, I'm John Hartkin, ABI's Public Affairs Officer, and welcome to another edition of ABI's Party and Interest podcast series. In the legal sense, a party and interest is someone who has standing to be heard by the court in a matter to be decided in a bankruptcy proceeding. In the case of this series, party and interest highlights extraordinary members of our community for their contributions to key bankruptcy developments, initiatives to push the practice forward, and or a passion for a cause or activity outside of the office. Our guest on today's episode is Chad Van Horn, the founding partner attorney of Van Horn Law Group in Fort Lauderdale. A member of ABI's 40 Under 40 2022 class, Chad's personal and corporate bankruptcy practice focuses on foreclosure defense, debt consolidation and debt relief, consumer law, student loan consolidation, corporate representation, and much more. In his community, he has volunteered with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Broward County and was named statewide Big Brother of the Year in 2017. The Big Brothers Big Sisters program means so much to Van Horn that he recently appeared as a participant on the popular Netflix reality show, Squid Game, The Challenge, with the intention to donate the $4.56 million in prize money to Big Brothers Big Sisters. I'm just scratching the surface of all of Chad's work in the restructuring industry and the community, so let me turn it over to ABI Executive Director, Amy Quackenboss, as she talks with Chad to find out more about his background and how he summons the energy for all of these important endeavors. Go ahead, Amy. Thanks, John. Chad, thank you so much for joining us today for the Party and Interest podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, thank you for that great introduction, John. And Amy, thank you so much for having me today. Well, as John mentioned, our goal with Party and Interest is really to highlight insolvency practitioners with unique stories to tell and uh, within and outside the restructuring practice. And of course, I'm pleased that you're here today to talk about your story. You are an award-winning attorney, a business owner, an author, a volunteer, a board member, and of course, to many outside of the industry, player 286 on the popular Squid Games, the challenge reality show. Um, And for most of us, any one of these roles would be a full-time job, but you figured out a way to to really uh, do so much. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, from you about all the different sides of Chad Van Horn. So if it's okay with you, can I start with really your path to becoming a bankruptcy attorney? Yeah, let's jump straight into it. So um, when I was in law school, I graduated law school in 2008. And uh, many in the industry and out remember the times where it seemed like everybody was in foreclosure, or everybody needed a bankruptcy attorney, especially in South Florida. And I knew that I wanted to help individuals and small business owners um, somehow. And then I ended up getting a uh, an internship with a, a bankruptcy attorney, saw the impact that it had on individuals' lives and saving their homes, saving their businesses, and um, fell in love with the practice immediately and uh, the power of bankruptcy, how it can change somebody's lives. They come in with no hope. They seem seemingly life is over and then they can leave your office or like you just see their eyes light up. They're like, wait, there, there is another side that there is a way out. And it, and it really has been incredible and I've stuck with it now my whole career. 
And, you know, you, you mentioned that because for so many, um, bankruptcy can be a negative word. You know, it's just this, oh, bankruptcy. Oh, you know, it's such a scary process. But I think you said it so well that for, for many, it's a life-saving process. It really is. It, it brings people out of despair into, a, you know, a, a fresh start. And that's the whole purpose of bankruptcy. And you've done a very good job of building, of course, your own business. When you were in law school, did you think, because many of us uh, who went through law, paid to be hired by a, a law firm uh, when we graduated, but you started your own business. Um, is that something you wanted to do from day one? Did you think I'm going to be my own boss? I'm going to, uh, you know, and, and uh, when you left law school? Yeah, I, I feel like I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. You know, I, I started working um, when I was very young, I had a paper route. My older brother would push the papers or paper cart around and I would run the papers to the doorstep. And I, I want to say I was probably about five years old when I started doing that. And um, I've worked so many jobs in my life. And I always knew that I wanted to own my own business, even before I decided to, to go to law school. In undergrad, I was an entrepreneurship major, marketing entrepreneurship. And uh, just to me, that's the American dream, just building something from nothing. Uh, and I've have so many great people around me that have helped me build it to where it is today. Um, so, so yeah, in short, I always knew that I wanted to own my own business and I was the first lawyer in my family as well. So it was a uh, baptism by fire, which is sometimes very dangerous, but, uh, it, it's a good way to learn because if, when you have to be the one that's answering the phone, putting petitions together, doing everything, you learn all the aspects of what it really takes to, to be a bankruptcy attorney. Well, and that's honestly, you know, being a good boss, I've always felt you, you have to know everything. You have to know everything from the ground up to to be able to to lead uh, your crew. But I, I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there who are considering going out on their own and, and opening up their own shop. What were some of the challenges you faced and, you know, how did you persevere? Yeah. So the first thing I would tell people is make sure you get a good mentor because that that's what's going to keep you from going the wrong direction. What I did, <laughs> again, wouldn't might not be the best path, but I, I went out there and I thought you had to fight for everything when I first came in. And so motions would come in that practitioners that know what they're doing, they would make a deal on or they'd make a quick phone call and work things out. And I was responding and fighting and putting more energy into everything. <laughs> and that's not always the best way to go about it. As you know, as you learn, you say, okay, well, this one we shouldn't fight on. This one we should make a deal because, you know, we don't want to have to go in front of the judge or it's not in the best interest of our client to fight this one. Let's lay down here and then we fight over here. And uh, as a new practitioner, unless you have somebody that's telling you that, you know, I'm a, I'm a fighter, so I just would always fight for my client. But you don't know that as a young attorney that that's not always the best thing to do. So I recommend for anybody that starting your own firm is great. Just make sure that you have a mentor, somebody that you can uh, make a quick phone call to and say, hey, I've never seen this situation before. Um, what would you do in the in this situation? And um, I, I am that for a lot of new attorneys coming out. And I know that especially even for solo practitioners, um, just to have somebody that you can make a call or, or, or a group that you can go to uh, whenever you have something really that you have no idea what to do with. Because uh, as you know, in the legal practice, you're going to come across a lot of different things. Right. And I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It, it, um, for those of us who ended up at big firms, you know, we would walk down the hall at three o'clock and ask the question, you know, I've got this case. So having somebody 
outside, you know, really being a mentor to you and to, uh, you know, others. And, and I, I, you know, I'm assuming you found a lot of that uh, locally in some of your local bar activities and, and other places. But you're also a member, a board certified professional with the American Board of Certification in both consumer and business bankruptcy. You serve on that board um, of directors. Um, and that's that's no easy thing, right? You, I mean, you had to take two, you know, full day exams to do that. And you had to study for those. And and it really means you're kind of the top of the top of, of bankruptcy professionals. Why did you decide to go down that path to take that extra time to become after you've graduated from law school, right? And taken all of your bar exams, you, you took yet two more tests uh, to become board certified. Yeah. So being board certified was really important to me uh, for a few reasons. One, I heard it was difficult and I like challenges. And then uh, I could tell you it lived up to the challenges. And I actually met other attorneys that became board certified and they told me they failed the exam. And I knew these were really, really bright people. So I took it very seriously. Uh, there is definitely a practical part to it too, which, which is beautiful where it, it tests your day-to-day knowledge so that you, you can't just read a book and then pass the exam. So you have to have both the book knowledge and you have to have the day-to-day knowledge, which I thought was great. And I wanted a, a, another reason to stand out to uh, amongst the competition. Uh, bankruptcy, uh, at least in South Florida, it, it's there's a lot of competition for for clients, and clients shop around, and you have to give them all the reasons to hire you. And and obviously, saying I'm board certified in this, I know my stuff. That's important to the clients as well. So I, I like the challenge. Thank goodness I passed. And I remember the, the exam started really early in the morning, and I drove. Uh, up to, uh, it was in, near Jacksonville and I, I left at like 4 a.m. to get there and, and uh, it was a long exam. I, I almost fell asleep during it. I think I was so exhausted, but luckily I, I ended up passing. So yeah, it was a, that was a great, that was a great adventure. Well, congratulations. And speaking of challenges, uh, I would love to talk to you about your uh, experience on Squid Games, The Challenge. Um, for those listeners who may not know what we're talking about, can you t- talk a little bit about the show and what the premise of the show is? Yeah, so the, the, the premise of the show is it's based on the original Squid Games show, which was Netflix's number one watched show ever. And they took 456 individuals and, uh, and, and basically put them in a dorm. And the goal is to outlast the other 455 and the winner is going to get $4.56 million. And um, in the show, people die in this game. Obviously, uh, people oh, are dying. <laughs> but but you did get eliminated, and they uh, put l- little blood packs on you that would explode if you, if you did get eliminated. So they made it as realistic as possible. And and like we discussed earlier, I, I love challenges. And uh, this is the biggest reality show in the history of TV and reality shows. So... And it, it was a fun challenge. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess you auditioned for the show because you like challenges, right? Is that, is that... no? Believe, believe it or not, it, it wasn't really that. My, I had a friend that that um, he's the one that told me about the show Squid Games, and I ended up watching it. And I saw the I saw that it exposed the dark side of debt, and that's really the whole premise of the show is. People end up in debt and they'll do anything, including going on a show, risking their lives to get out of debt. And I see that day to day as well. You know, we come across all different kinds of mental issues, suicide, like 
all of that is tied into debt. And um, so that's what put me on to the original show. Then this, then, uh, then my buddy sent me over, hey, they're doing a reality show. Let's do the one-minute video. And in my one-minute video, I talked about how, as a bankruptcy attorney, I see this all, all the time. And that's why I like the show. And obviously, I talked about my competitive side and everything else. And I think that that is part of the reason that I got picked was they liked the element of a bankruptcy attorney uh, being in there. And I was the only attorney out of the 456 people. Uh, I was the only attorney that got picked to be in the show, which I, I found that interesting as well. Yeah, that I mean, that's amazing. And I mean, it really, I mean, it's just an amazing process to me. But and I, I really I binge watched the show. So um, I really enjoyed it. And it really appeared to be not just a game of skill but and strategy but also one of mental and emotional toughness i mean some of the things they did i i was watching one episode where they pit a mother and son in a competition and one of them is going to be eliminated and and they have to you know if they they have to figure out who was being eliminated and it's just to to me i mean the <laughs> mental just the mental toughness that you have to have and i know not just mother and son but like really good friends right you made friendships on the show right yeah, absolutely. And Trey and Leanne were two of my good friends, uh, the mother, son. And I can tell you that after Leanne got out, Trey was never the same. Um, he it mentally wore him down, and and that was the purpose of the conditions uh, that we stayed in. We had three meals a day. Uh, none of the meals were good. We we had porridge in the morning. We had boiled chicken and potatoes in the afternoon, and our fried egg and rice in the evening. And it was less than eight hundred calories a day. I lost thirty pounds. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh yeah. We had co-ed showers, co-ed bathrooms, um, and they were pretty disgusting. Uh, <laughs> and we, and we were in this one big dorm room sleeping on bunk beds for all, all that time. Uh, so the, the mental side was, was interesting. And there, there were people that self-eliminated because they couldn't get chapstick. Oh. Um, yeah, their chat, their lips were becoming so chapped that they were bleeding. Oh. And they're like, well, sorry, you, you, you can, you can leave anytime, but you're eliminated basically. Wow. Wow. That is, I mean, that, that, that is tough, but, and you made it to the top 12, I top, think. Top 10. Top, top 10. 10. Sorry, sad. Sorry. Top 10. <laughs> but you were eliminated in a game of chance, just total chance. You had to roll a die and uh, it came up with the wrong number. How frustrating was that for you? Extremely frustrating. So I did an interview after uh, I was eliminated and they said, well, what would you rather have done? I said, literally anything. I said, thumb words, rock, paper, scissors. I said, I'll fight every guard in the dorm. And if I, if I lose <laughs> like anything, because as a competitor, that's what you want. You want a chance, right? You, uh, even if, if I'm going to lose, I'd like to you know, go down in flames. Like, let me, let me be it. So yeah, standing there, uh, just rolling a die and, and seeing if, if it's going to come up, my number was, was very frustrating, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was the game. And that's the thing is I, you don't have any control when you go in there. And that's, I think is a tough thing for a lot of people, especially a personalities, lawyers. Um, you always want a level of control of, of your destiny. And, um, you just had to give up and just say, okay, I'm here now. I'm in their world, whatever they decide, that's it. I mean, I, that it was amazing to me and, you know, just the, just the different challenges that they did. What, what was the hardest challenge? I mean, 
was it the games of chance where you didn't have control or was there a specific challenge that was really difficult? So physically and mentally, uh, red light, green light was the toughest. They didn't show it, but I, I was actually out there for about seven hours doing it with no, no food, no water, uh, 28 degrees, uh, in there, in our track suits with uncomfortable shoes. And, um, and I, re I remember, especially early, I, I was like, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to make this. Like you're, you're like shivering, your, your feet are hurting, your back's hurting. And then I, I just remember I hit a point where, and, you know, and my mom's been through a lot. My family's been through a lot. I'm like, if I give up because, you know, my back hurts <laughs> or something like I, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to live it down. I'm never going to be able to talk about this experience. Like, like, again, you're going to have to carry me out on a stretcher. You hit that point where it's like, and especially the closer you get to the finish line, but yeah, being there for seven hours and just seeing all these people going down around you, that, that was physically and mentally the, the toughest game. Yeah, that is very strenuous, right? Oh my goodness. Um, so did your experience other, other than, you know, your, your passion for kind of, uh, you know, rescuing folks from debt, but did your experience as an attorney affect your performance? I mean, did it help you? at all so so um a lot of my friends who watch uh reality shows told me do not tell people you're an attorney they target attorneys <laughs> <laughs> so of course i go there and i tell everybody i'm an attorney <laughs> <laughs> and i and the way i wanted to play is i wanted to be myself and i wanted to be honest so in the entire show i never lied i, I never lied about anything and there there was a, a moment in the show that they didn't really uh, air, but there were groups getting together trying to eliminate people that they deemed didn't need the money. Oh, yeah. So like they were going after doctors, or they were going after people that they perceived as wealthy. And sometimes, obviously, though, attorneys would fit into that as well. But luckily, they they never brought up my name or number, which which is good. And I think I think what the the reason for that, and my being an attorney helped me a lot with this and meeting with so many different people in so many different walks of life is I would uh, form bonds with people individually. And um, I ended up having so many friends from the show. I just had my 40th birthday and a ton of them uh, actually came to the birthday birthday party, uh, which was really nice, including my friend Mai, who, who ended up winning. And I think my experience as an attorney uh, really helped me um, with the social part of the game, reading people, and just being able to conversate with anybody there because there were a lot of, there was a lot of downtime. Yeah. I, and, I bet. Well, that's, I mean, that, that is good to hear and happy belated birthday. So, um, thank I'm you. Thank you. A nice, uh, time. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things that when John mentioned this, one of the things that you said you were going to do with the money, um, was to create a financial literacy program for the big brothers, big sisters organization. And so, I want to talk a little bit about your um, uh, your role in that organization and 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 your, its importance to you. But where why do you why did you think Big Brothers Big Sisters needed a, a financial literacy program? Yeah, so as we discussed, I'm big into mentorship and um, having a mentor to just to ask those questions. And you know, I I've worked with many littles now, and it, it's it's things that we take for granted. I mean, just simple questions like, 
I remember taking my little to the batting cages one time to play baseball and I grew up playing baseball and I was in all the organized sports and my mom was fantastic and my grandparents were great mentors for that. And I remember going to the batting cage and he didn't know if he was left-handed or right-handed when holding a bat. Oh my, yeah. And, and, and he, at this time he was 12, 13 years old. And I'm like, in, in my mind, I'm like, how do you not know? Well, nobody took him to a batting cage. Nobody <laughs> ever did this with 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 this with a with this young man before, and um, so similar to that, the financial financial literacy part, where I don't know what an interest rate is. You know, is three hundred percent interest is that bad? Is that good? What would a normal interest rate be? And I'm not blaming the kids because they don't know. They're never taught it, right? So you you can't blame somebody for not knowing something if nobody has ever told them or told them why it's important. So when I saw that aspect of it as well, and and unfortunately a lot of the families that that, um, the children are coming from, they don't have the people inside their home that have the financial literacy either. So then it just just becomes a downward spiral where nobody knows. And if, if you don't know, again, you can't blame them. So that's my goal is to create a financial literacy course within big brothers, big sisters, where, um, the littles will have access to more information, more helpful information that hopefully leads to less people needing the bankruptcy system. Uh, even though, again, I, I love the bankruptcy system. I'm, I love what it's there for, but if we can have less people that fall into the different traps out there, uh, I think that's going to be better for everyone. Well, and just, you know, just understanding a budget, uh, you know, how to do a budget and um, that credit cards aren't necessarily the end all be all right to understand what a cre- how a credit card really works and what credit means. I mean, it's you're right. It is so very important. Um, ABI has worked with um, CARE, which is a financial literacy uh, group, and we have insolvency professionals who see it day to day right in the classrooms trying to teach kids and you hope that it has an impact but uh it is it's so important and i'm so uh happy to hear that that's a priority of of yours and you know big brothers big sisters is very lucky to have you i know you served as a past chair of the big brothers big sisters in broward county how did you first get involved with big brothers big sisters yeah so um years ago now uh, i started as a big and i applied to be a big and the reason I applied is when when I was one, my dad passed away, and uh, I had an older brother, and he was five, I was one at the time, and I had so many people from the community step up and become a mentor to me. So I never felt like I was missing out on anything. I, I had so many great mentors growing up in my life, and I, and I know how important that has been to my success. So when I heard about Big Brothers and Big Sisters, I said, you know, these kids, unfortunately, don't have those mentors that are stepping up for them. So they ha- they're reaching out to this organization. They had a long wait list. And I said, well, let me let me get involved. And then I love the work that um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters does. So then that, they invited me to be on the board. And then I worked my way up to uh, board chair. And, and, and uh, the organization really has just taken off um, behind the leadership of uh, the CEO, Milena, right now. She's doing a great job. And um, yeah, I love everything that they do. Well, that's great. God bless you. I mean, that is, I mean, you are affecting so many, uh, and the organization is affecting so many 
uh, kids' lives in positive ways. Um, it really is. It is fantastic. Um, so I, I just have one more question for you, Chad. What's what's next for Player Two Eight Six? Public Office, the second season of Squid Games. What's next? <laughs> well, I, I actually have been approached by some people about a uh, different public office, and, and I may go down that route um, to to make a, a larger impact, if you will. And, th- and that's my goal. Is my goal is I want to make a a big as big a positive impact as I can on it within my community. And um, if that if that leads to public office, great. As far as uh, Squid Game, the challenge two of the show has been renewed. And uh, they have reached out to me to see if uh, if I would if I'd be interested in reapplying or, or running it back. Uh, so I did talk to some of my friends, my squid friends, and uh, I said if they're going to do it, uh, I think they can talk me into coming back. Uh, but but this time I'm going to win. So that's, that, that's, this time I I'm going to win. So you can train by eating your porridge now and your friends, <laughs> right? And, and, and rolling dice. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, I mean, you have accomplished so much in uh, your 40 years, Chad, and I know you've got a lot more to do. So thank you very much for being a part of ABI and uh, for all you do. Um, And thank you also for appearing with me on the Party and Interest podcast. Thank you for having me on. This this has been great. Well, and thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, Look for our next Party and Interest podcast very soon. (laughs) 